If you're out knocking on doors, always carry dog biscuits with you. It's a great way to make friends with the pets. <laughs> on your way on your way across your campaign in your district. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. Welcome to another edition of Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective. Rebecca Clayfish narrowly lost the primary for the Republican nomination for governor. The loss left many people deeply disappointed. Many have been asking, what's she doing now? Today, we welcome back to the Fact Check podcast, former Lieutenant Governor Rebecca Clayfish to find out what's next. Thank you for joining us again. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm great. Merry Christmas and on to bigger and better things for the conservative movement in the great state of Wisconsin. And what does that mean for you exactly? Well, for me, it means I have returned to be the president of the 1848 Project. And you guys will remember that I started this a couple of years ago as a not-for-profit to build out the conservative agenda for Wisconsin's future. We had scores of listening sessions all across the state of Wisconsin, including one in your own backyard. And from those listening sessions, we took terrific ideas from the people of the state on how we fix the things that are wrong. We put it into an agenda we called the forward agenda, and it's largely what candidates ran on in this last election cycle. Now, we all know that that ended with disappointment, with the, the great exception of Ron Johnson being reelected and solid majorities in the legislature, but shy, obviously, of a supermajority in the assembly. So where do we go from there? Well, it's time for us to take another kick at the can for local elections, because the best tonic for a loss is a victory. And we need some victories. We need some victories in order to get our base excited again, and also restore a lot of faith in the conservative movement. And so I am refocusing the 1848 Project on recruiting, training, and continuing education for local candidates. And by that, I mean everyone from school board all the way through state senate. We want to help you. And so if you've never considered running for local office before, if you can hear this podcast right now, I am asking you, please consider running for local office. I would love to help you. Just go to 1848project.org and let's get started together. That is awesome. You know, Rebecca, you and I have worked together on local races in the past, and I'm sure our listeners would be interested to know that you played a really important role in helping to start Rob Abraham's campaign for the lacrosse school board. And uh, the, the financial help that you gave to Rob really launched his campaign And more recently, just in these last spring elections, you were there to support candidates that were running for school board again, candidates that were running for county board. And we actually got some really exciting news. The La Crosse School District had a referendum in November, and they were proposing to build a new $200 million super high school on the south side of La Crosse. And that would have closed Logan High School, which is on the north side of La Crosse, That referendum failed 70 to 30, and now there are four seats on the nine-member La Crosse School District 
that are up for election in April. One of our common council members in the city of La Crosse, Scott Neumeister, has announced his bid to run for the La Crosse School Board. And we're hoping there's going to be more people that are going to join in too. But this is exactly the type of race that's so important. I know you're a big proponent of supporting school choice. I am. And and friends, please consider the fact that, Bill, you just mentioned there are three more seats that we need high-quality candidates for. If there is one lesson to be taken away from this November's disappointment, it is it. Candidate quality matters. Candidate quality matters. You've got to have somebody who wants to work hard, who actually wants the job, but someone who is also going to be knowledgeable and and who is going to get out there and, and network. But then after they're elected, be truly accountable and work hard for their constituents. Candidate quality matters. That's why at the 1848 Project, we want credible conservative candidates. And that's why, Bill, you and I, we're going to talk after the podcast because I want to help out good school board candidates in the lacrosse area. Because when you look at a referendum failing by that type of significant amount, I mean, 70-30, I mean, that's a, that's a whipping right there. School board members are out of touch. I can't ever remember a referendum in the lacrosse school district failing. In 20 years, well, I can't remember it ever happening. And the important thing here is that the parents of students that attend Logan High School, the Rangers, they need to stand up, or perhaps another graduate of of Logan High School needs to stand up. And, you know, a lot of people are intimidated by the fact that they've never run for an office before. We're here to help you. Can you give people a couple ideas about some of the resources that are available through the 1848 Project? I can. And all you need to do to find out more is to go to 1848project.org or, you know, if you're on Facebook, just DM us on Facebook. It's just 1848 Project. And we want to help you and give you some of these resources. But Bill, you make an important point here. There are some people who may, you know, be sick of yelling at the TV or the newspaper or the radio, but they're like, well, what more can I do besides being frustrated and passionate? Here's what you can do. Run. Run yourself. Instead of saying, why me? I would love for you to start saying, why not me? Because you don't need to be a constitutional attorney to run for political office. You need to be passionate. And the 1848 Project wants to help you with resources like you would see in a statewide campaign that a campaign manager or a social media director or a, a debate prep coach would be doing for you. You don't have the type of resources that a statewide candidate would have. You know, you're running your race on a shoestring, which you should. I mean, you shouldn't be paying employees if you're running a local race. But what we can do is we can read the white papers for you. We'll give you the Cliff Notes version and, and talking points. We'll, we'll prep some social media posts for you. So you can take what we've written and adapt it for your own campaign. And then you can post. We're going to pair you up with a mentor in our mentor-mentee program. So there's somebody across the state who has actually been there, done that, and can walk you through step-by-step how they were able to do it, and somebody to give you some encouragement and maybe hold you accountable. We have candidates-only social forums. So 
if you are out knocking on doors and meeting with voters and you've had a day of frustration, you can post about it. And you're going to meet up with candidates all across the state who are going through the exact same thing at the exact same time who may be able to give you some advice or or buck you up if you've had a bad day. Here's one for you. If you're out knocking on doors, always carry dog biscuits with you. It's a great way to make friends with the pets <laughs> on your way on your way across your campaign in your district. But listen, these are the types of things that you will get exclusive access to. And the best thing is we, we do it all for free. We have some, some generous investors who just want to see you succeed. And if you're starting from square one, it's probably the best, freshest perspective you can possibly have. What you have right now is what we want, and that is passion in local government. Rebecca, I've heard you tell this story many times, and I think it might be worth having you tell it again right now. But, um, you know, for many people who've not run for public office before, it can be kind of intimidating. But I love your story about how you decided to run for lieutenant governor, and that happened right here in La Crosse. Would you share that story with us again? Bill, that's the perfect story to prove to you all that you do not need to be like some expert in constitution law. I was a stay-at-home mom. I was in lacrosse at my husband, who was a state representative, his Republican Party convention. I'm a former news anchor. I have this itty-bitty media and marketing company that I run out of my house. So I'm a stay-at-home mom with a mini company, and we're at the, the bar at the hotel down there at Joel State Republican Convention, and we get to talking about the lieutenant governor's race. And at the time, Joel, who, like I said, was a state representative, had heard that his name was being floated as a potential candidate. And so he gets to talking to a former colleague of ours from television news, because Joel was in television news as well. And the guy says, um, you know, I, I really don't think too much of the lieutenant governor's race. It's really not that big a deal. Um, you know, what I'm more interested in is, you know, how did, how did Gwen Moore get elected? Well, Gwen Moore is is our congresswoman in the Milwaukee area. And me, remember, I'm a stay-at-home mom, starved for adult conversation. I answer the question. I mean, clearly it's rhetorical, but I answer, I'm like, oh, well, Gwen Moore got elected with Emily's List money because Democrats are really good at funneling their female candidates early money in these primaries. And the guy looks at me and he says, well, well, who do you think, who do you think is our female leader in, in Wisconsin and in, in the conservative movement? So I suggest a couple of people, and he says, no, out of politics, no, not known statewide. And then he turns to my husband and myself now, and he says, you know, Joel, you shouldn't run for lieutenant governor. Becky, you should. <laughs> and I did what every stay-at-home mom, little media and marketing company owner would do. Like, I laughed so uncomfortably um, really not knowing what to do with something like that. Uh, but sure enough, you know, I, I thought about it. I prayed about it. I had the meetings about it. And eventually, you know, I, I took the traditional trajectory of the stay-at-home mom. Bill, I ran for statewide office. Yes. Well, that's a that's a great inspirational story for our listeners. Maybe there's a stay-at-home mom who's listening to this podcast or hears it on the radio, and maybe that's the encouragement you need to take the step of running to 
for the lacrosse school board. If I can do it, you can do it. Because there was no 1848 project around when I ran. There was just me and my husband and a ragtag band of hardworking volunteers that I found on Facebook. I mean, this was a statewide campaign. And I was a stay-at-home mom. If I can do it, you can do it. And I want to help you. So go to 1848project.org and let us help you. We want you to be in public office because we know conservatives understand good governance. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rebecca. We appreciate your time today. Yeah, well, you guys, thank you so much for your passion and just lighten people up about public service and the good that can be done when the right people are in office. And if you guys have suggestions on who should be running or, you know, whose arm I need to twist into running. We're, you know, we're going to talk, you know Rebecca. We'll, we'll be talking, Rebecca. <laughs> you are an awesome human being. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Most of our listeners probably know that I've fully supported Rebecca Clayfish in her bid to be governor. She's terrific. She's just an incredible woman and uh, super smart. She had a plan if she was elected governor. And uh, I just have to say that I've taken this loss harder than any other loss in the 15 years that I've been helping people run for office. I think it's because she is so genuine in her passion for the state of Wisconsin. And people. She's just an incredible person. And I, I just wanted to say that the, the reason for the disappointment is the things that aren't going to happen for our state. We're going to have divided government for another four years. But if Rebecca Clayfish had been elected governor, we would have had universal school choice. And when you look at all these parents of Logan Rangers, they're being told by people in the lacrosse school board that their school is going to be eliminated. Their their high school is going to be folded into a mega high school on the south side. They're going to lose their identity. Um, that's why we deserve universal school choice in Wisconsin. And she was a right. Big if proponent. you are a taxpayer, it's your kid and your money. You should be able to decide where they're going to school. Right. You're, we're all paying for education through our property taxes, and people ought to have the right to decide which school that they're going to send their kids to. And as it relates back to the 1848 project and supporting local candidates, I hope that somebody who's listening to this podcast is going to say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try. And if you do, you're going to have a wonderful support network because of somebody like Rebecca Clayfish. So join Scott Newmeister. Join Scott Newmeister. Run for the lacrosse school board. You can make a difference. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. This was another edition of Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective. We invite you to join the conversation on our Facebook group, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.